Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the DC Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. Pacific. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. Hi, Natasha. How are you? I'm fine. Come on. I'm good. We're revitalized, man. We had a great week. Natasha surprised me. She sprung a trip on me at the last second. Right? Mm-hmm. We went to the Wynn Casino in Las Vegas. <laughs> and there was a Wayne Newton concert that you got me tickets for. We ate at the buffet. We did a group massage. We went to the hookah bar. And that was the craziest six person hookah I've ever been involved in. I got my threesome with multiple people. We did it multiple nights in a row. Um, and then we did, we just went out, cruised the strip. No, we went to Ojai. We went to Ojai to a ranch. It was a last second spring upon, and it was so nice, Natasha. It revitalized my whole world. I'm so happy. We went to this ranch in Ojai. It was like a farm. It was a farm. There were pigs. There were piglets. There was uh, goats. They let the goats run free at like one after their lunch. Yeah, one of the features of the ranch is that if you pay them extra, they'll uh, stampede the goats in your direction. (laughs) No, we didn't pay. It was free, but they did. They let all the goats out and they ran after us and our little daughter was screaming, goat, goat, goat. They had cows. They had horses, chickens, parrots. We did have to walk to go to a bathroom though. Yeah, but that was worth it. I hear you. It was so great. Oh man, we were the only people there. We jumped in a lake. Remember what our daughter said? It, unfortunately, Natasha has conditioned our... our, our ma- my main struggle with parenting is turning trying to turn my child into a rug rat but she insists on being the princess and the pea because she's truly natasha's daughter and there was a there was a lake in the, at this ranch and there was a dock and we all jumped into it and what did what did our daughter say the moment the moment 
she got out. She jumped in. She said, I want to get out. And she said, that's disgusting. Where's the sauna? That's disgusting. Where's the sauna? Now, to clarify, I bought Natasha a sauna for her birthday off of Craigslist like five years ago. It was 300 bucks. It's not like we have a spa here at the house, but it's one of those little cedar saunas. I love it. Yeah. And and Natasha likes to bring our... It's outside. So we go out there and she likes it and we don't turn it on. We'll just go sit in it. And it's nice and like quiet. You don't turn it on? I mean, not really with oh, her. You, oh, you don't turn it on for the fans because you don't want to get hate mail saying I don't sauna your child? I don't sit in a hot... Like, she'll be like wanting to press the button, but then I turn we it off. We turn it on. What are you talking about? I Dude, I once went to a uh, sauna at Burning Man. There was a Finnish camp and they had hand-built a sauna. And they were telling us all about Finnish sauna culture. First of all, all the kids go to the saunas in Finland. Second of all, they all fuck in the sauna. Do you know that? All these Finns. Don't, yeah, don't they like give birth in the sauna? And they stuff give birth too? in the sauna. They fuck in the sauna. All their first dates are in saunas. They die in the sauna. <laughs> <laughs> they, <laughs> yeah, when they know they're gonna die, it's like when a cat like goes away to be by herself. A Finnish person will uh, <laughs> will kind of go off and uh, circle themselves five times in a sauna, put extra stones on the fire, and croak it out Finnish style. I love it so much. Finland. I love sitting in that little sauna you gave me. It's really, it's a little taste of Finland. Do you know that Finland is the happiest country in the world? I, I could totally see that. Because of the saunas? Probably. Right, it's nice to schwitz. And don't they like have like more of a socialist, like don't they like pay for your daycare and stuff? People yeah. have more free time. They pay for your daycare. Everybody gets a free reindeer to ride around town. <laughs> Downtown. Richtervek. <laughs> That's Iceland. What's the town? Is there... Lapland? That's what it is. Lapland. Or is that a country? Honestly, all those like perfect white countries up in the north of Europe, they all feel like the same place to me. All those like Nordic, like Sweden, Norway. I've been in Norway. They'll all be gone soon. Really? Why? Is this where you reveal that you're actually like a, have a hardcore race theory? And no, you think that no. Northern Europe's going to get overtaken by the immigrants? No, my friend was just telling me he was at the Sequoias and like millions of trees are just burnt. Like just from like... From fire? Yeah. But wait, from what is... drought. What well, is I'm it? just saying like the global warming, like no, like soon, you know... Scandinavia will be gone? <laughs> no, they'll probably be... They're probably the last to leave. Although I guess they are all on the ocean. Anyway, what are we talking about? We went to Ojai to this ranch. You're right. My point was... Well, no, the point is that our daughter shouldn't say that the, the lake is disgusting. But to be honest, that lake was disgusting. She did, was right. It did have some algae going on. I mean... It I, was disgusting. I didn't mind it. Well, I didn't like it because I wanted to be like a, a like a gnarly rug rat. Like I wanted to like be like a, a woodsy a woodsy girl. But I also like... Um, Whenever she says stuff like that, it makes me realize like she really is your your kid, and that's kind of sweet, I think, in a way. But I don't want her to turn into like a stuck up bitch, you know, which is like kind of what you are in a way. You know what I mean? Tough. You know what I mean? I hear you. I, yeah. No, you're not at all. You're not at all. That's what I love about you, Natasha. You're from working class roots, and you have a taste for the finer things in life. And I like that about you. If you were a rich girl that liked rich girl shit, I don't think we would have worked out. But you're like, you're, you're you were poor. You should always. Everybody should be poor growing up. If you were, if you're listening right now and you grew up rich, you should not do have done that. You should have done it the other way. It's always good to be poor when you grow up. It sucks and it's awful, but then it gives you perspective that you will never be able to get if you're a, if you're a rich girl. Well, 
But you can always lecture people online if you're a rich girl about like uh, the DSA and stuff. I think how if you were raised with money or not, that's not something that's in your control. No, I know. I was making a little joke. Oh, that but, was a good one. Oh, thanks, honey. No, but I mean it. I wouldn't go back. I would not go back to my childhood and add money to it. I grew up broke, poor, on welfare, disabled, single mom, food stamps. And at the time, it felt like hell. And now I feel like I have a perspective that I would not give up for the world. And you love your family. And I love my family. <coughs> Even though they are kind of like broke, which I just find disgusting. <laughs> just kidding, everybody. Anyway, the point of it all was we went to sleep listening to bullfrogs. We, we, we slept in a yurt. Slept in a yurt. We cooked, we cooked a meal around the fire. We jumped in a lake. We went for a... Well, I ruined a meal around the fire. Well, it wasn't a great meal, but that's really not the point. The point was like... I felt this week like there is a life out there. And remember what I was saying? I'm going to have a good summer no matter what. I felt this week like, ah, yes, it's it, it, here it is. There is life out there outside of the quarantine. And uh, I encourage everyone listening to go take a little slice. I stated, you know, when you do Airbnb, you have to leave them like a review. And then they leave you a review. And so I left them a good review. And then they left a review. What did um, they say? They said that we were great guests, but I seemed like I was having such a great time. <laughs> Wait, they said they were great guests, but the woman felt like she was no, having a No, she great... was like, and, and, but most of all, they seemed like they were having such a great time. That's always the best. We were, man. They gave, <laughs> this place gave you a free tractor. No joke. They were like, and here's your tractor to trot around on for the week. It was so great. Oh, man. It was 24 hours. And by the time we got back, I felt like a new man. Oh, you look like a new man. You have earrings now. Oh, I pierced. Well, I didn't pierce my ears. I do think I'm having a bit of a quarantine life crisis. You do see like Because I grew the mustache out. And then the other day, it was like 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm watching that Fauda show that keeps you up with gunfire. I walked into the bathroom. And I started, I don't know, I was looking through your jewelry or something, and I saw these little teeny tiny diamond studs. Wait, this is at three in the morning? You woke up and started looking no, through I was my awake. jewelry box? I'm just saying I was awake. Wait, you were watching Fauda till three, went in to brush your teeth, and then started looking. Yeah, I was looking. like brushing my teeth, kind of getting ready for the to, to wind on down. Don't touch my jewelry. Well, it wasn't really yours, to be fair. What I grabbed was our daughter's diamond studs that your friend um rachel lauren lauren stewart is the name of the company she's an unbelievably brilliant jewelry maker and gold smith i guess she mm -hmm. made my wedding ring she made your wedding ring she makes all your jewelry and she gave our daughter these two little uh gold diamond studs little teeny tinies and i was like you know our kid isn't doesn't have her ears pierced and i wonder if my ear piercings still are open and i just popped those bad boys in and i gotta <laughs> say i looked in the mirror I was like, damn, I look good, kind of like, I'm look, feeling like a new man over here, you know? So I kept him in, and man, I don't know, you can't, I don't know if you can see him, if, if there's a close-up of me for YouTube, but I look kind of cool, huh? <laughs> Moshe's like feeling himself in a way that's like making me uncomfortable, so maybe we should just start taking some calls. All right, let's take some calls. No, because you were kind of like, when we were about to do the show, you were like, I look good, huh? Well, tonight I do look good. Tonight, I do. you look good all the time. I don't look good tonight. I feel bad. You're a beauty. Every 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 moment, every day you come home, I go, damn, you look cute. Don't come I, home. I'm always here. Don't I always say that? 
Yeah. I when you on- come home, no, when you come, stop it, Natasha. When you come home from like the bingo halls <laughs> or from the uh, speakeasy bars that you often attend or from the gatherings, the, the, the sort of pro Trump think tanks that you go to, don't I always say when you come home, you look cute? I say it every time. Yeah, thanks. Are right, you want to take a call? Sure. Well, how are you? I feel like you haven't said anything. I'm fine. Let's take a call. All right. I went on a bike ride. I'm back. <laughs> Feeling good. I don't like that cough. It's from smoking pot. Okay. I love it then. That's a great cough. It is a time when n- normal body functions, like I, I, I have started to notice how much human beings cough, you know? Because people walk down the street, they're like clearing their throat. I'm like, bitch, don't. Uh-uh. Well, you should talk. You have the loudest sneeze I I've do, ever heard in my life. I do have a and bad And you sneeze. never put anything up again. You can't do that in public anymore. Mush. It's You know what? Sneezing isn't a symptom of COVID-19, so I'm going to be sneezing. You're going to be doing wet hot I'm chewing. Be doing, I'm going to be doing a wet hot chew and a dry uh, and a dry cough <laughs> till the day I die, which is in about 40 days. <laughs> I'm going to get on that vent and I'm going to check out. And I'm right. You know what my last words will be right before they pull the plug on the ventilator? Mm. I'll be like, I look good. huh? Look at my earrings. You better bury me with these earrings, by the way. Don't give them to our kid. They're mine now. All right. Let's take a call. Okay, we're going to call Wes and Reagan in Virginia. Hello? Wes. Hey, Moshe. How's it going? What's up, dude? Is Reagan there? Uh, yeah, I'm here. Oh, cool. It's late in Virginia. We feel bad, but you guys seem awake. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, oh, yeah. we're pretty awake right now. Are you guys like young and cool and still like smoking dabs and doing cool <laughs> shit? Yeah, you could say that. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> Fuck yeah. That's fucking sick, man. Oh. <laughs> what kind of dubstep do you guys like the best? <laughs> you can ask Reagan that one. No. Reagan. <laughs> no, he's kidding. Okay. Kind of. <laughs> Are you like a big festy? Big festy head? little <laughs> are you pretty bummed out this covid kind of took the whole festy culture out of the cultural zeitgeist huh yeah i don't know when i'm gonna see another festival again i uh, know it's a bummer let's go to like we could go to digital coachella you could digitally cheat on wes <laughs> <laughs> wait a second <laughs> uh okay so what's happening guys uh, yeah um so we've been dating for a while now and we know that marriage is in our cards but recently the topic of having kids came up and I felt for most of my life that I probably do not want to have kids for several reasons, but I know Wes feels a little bit differently. And so we wanted to know, were there any hesitations for you guys to have kids and how did you kind of like know you wanted to have a kid? And as a couple, like how can we kind of like work through that? Cause I feel like it's something you kind of have to have figured out before you get married, you know? Cool. Well, that's a huge question. Can I ask a little small questions? Yeah. Well, can you tell us, what, Reagan, what um, what the re- the little multiple reasons you don't want kids are? Yeah. Um. So I I didn't have the best parents, and so kind of through therapy, I found that their issues kind of trickled down to me and affected me as an adult. So I just don't want that same thing to happen to my child and like be responsible for that. 
and kind of like on a more selfish note, I just want to be able to do what I want when I want with like the money that I have from not spending it on a kid. <laughs> so, but kind of I the guess big reasons, I guess. The question you really have to ask yourself, are you like my therapist called me a situational breeder? Like I would breed <laughs> if the situation presented itself, but I didn't have to do it to like, you know, fulfill my destiny. You know, I, I was kind mm-hmm. of on the fence. If I met someone who wanted it, I would do it. But, you know, are you open to it? That's the real thing. Yeah, I don't want to say, like, the option is totally off the table. And I can't, like, envision it happening right now. Like, this would be, like, years down the road. So it's kind of hard to, like, say it just because I can't envision it right now. But, I mean, it's not totally off the table, but it's just something that I've, like, felt for most of my life that I just, I never had that maternal desire, I guess, like most of my friends do. How old are you? 25. 25. Oh, I didn't get the maternal desire until I was 42. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's reassuring. I really did it. I feel like all my friends around me are just like, oh, my God, I'm so excited to have kids. No, have it. They know that they want to do this. Here's what you do. Promise him you'll have his kid and have it (laughs) in, like, 20 years. Right. Or by the time 20 years from now rolls around, just don't. Here, I, I have a question. Well, first of all, my first comment is like, Reagan, you know, you, ha- you have to have the child. I mean, it's literally, it's your destiny as a woman to bring life into this earth. No, I'm just my kidding. Duty. I'm just kidding, Reagan. Um, I, I first, my first thought is just what Natasha said. You guys are 25. Like, we figured out like that we we solved the whole Rubik's cube of having kids by having them late. Like you, what you trade off is being like really kind of lazy, um, uh, exhausted parents. Like our kid is definitely not getting the best of us. Like we, it would have been a lot more fun for our kid. Um, if we had had them when we were 25, cause we could have like taken them to a festival and partied with them all night. But like what we got was we got all that like life experience out of the way. We did all the stuff that we wanted to do or me anyway, I did all the stuff I wanted to do that. But so that by the time I decided to have the kid, it didn't feel like a sacrifice at all because I was like, I was completely ready for a new experience in my life that didn't have to do because believe it or not, Reagan, I know you're addicted to Molly and that's like a big part of your life. <laughs> but there will come a point in your life probably where like the things that you thought um, made up what going out and having fun and having freedom um, encompassed will become a little bit boring. You More would, refined. You'll just be... I, my experience was like I did it for so long. I went to raves for such a long time and then I was like Burning Man guy and out like single, you know, fucking people and just having fun that eventually I got to an age where I was like, oh, I've done this so many times. Like a new experience is exactly what I want you know it it didn't feel like a sacrifice by the time I had a kid because I had done so many cool things for such a long time that was like now I'm ready for a new kind of cool thing you think Tosh yeah I felt the same way yeah my other thought is about your first concern is that oh by the way I want to say before all this it's a super personal decision whether or not you can have kids. And I know that it's like a, it's like a, it's a weirder and heavier thing when you're a woman thinking about this, because there's all these like societal pressures that, you know, you can, 
you, like society and and culture are saying like you should you should and when young women say they don't want to have kids like people roll their eyes and go like oh just wait honey which is super condescending and patronizing because some people truly don't want kids and aren't cut out for it so it's a it's yeah, and his mom is like pressuring me too it freaks me out <laughs> no of course but like the other thought that i had I'm st- am I going on too long, Tosh? No, do your do your thought. My other thought I had about your first concern is if you decide to have kids, and like Natasha said, she never wanted kids, and then she met me, and I was super into having kids, very similar to your guys' situation, and the desire that I had for kids—is this true? made it a little bit easier for you to say, yes, I'll do that. Yes, but that also leads me to the question I wanted to ask Wes, which is, why do you want to have a kid? Because you know, yeah, why? Yeah. Um, I guess, like, for me, because I'm sort of on the fence about it, too. I just think that it would be something that I would really regret when I'm older. Just, like, it can... It, I, I hear both sides that it's extremely difficult, but also extremely rewarding. And just, like, when I come to old age, like, will that be something I regret? And that's something that you also can't really take back. So you just don't want to... You, you don't want to uh, miss out. Yeah, you've got, you've got future... <laughs> you've got future FOMO. <laughs> It's a yeah, really heavy FOMO. <laughs> you have heavy future trip and FOMO. I mean, uh, my, uh, that brings me to my second thought here, Reagan, which is your first concern about not having the greatest childhood or not wanting to revisit the, the mistakes that your parents made with you. Like, I had a fucked up childhood, too. I mean, I love my mom and my, my dad. Uh, it's complicated. And I had a really fucked up childhood. And especially as it pertained to the two of them together, pitting me against one another, lying about the divorce, telling me one parent loved me more than the other one, weird abuse. There was weird shit. And I am like, there is no part of that that is a legacy. And that that's, I'll just say for that, take that and fucking toss it in the garbage. Like there is no legacy of the shit that happened to you when you were young somehow being revisited forward or the pressure of worrying whether or not you're going like if you're conscientious of it then you're not going to make those same mistakes and it's just like and you have a partner Wes who might have not had those kind of issues and will know the healthy way like I always know what to defer Moshe like what Mo- like because I know what my shortcomings are and like parenting and me too and vice versa we- and I'm like yes I need your help what do I say here so you know so I, I think that you you know if you just yeah if, if you want to do it together um i would wait like 15 years 15 years that's the thing <laughs> that's what you guys should well, so, do can i ask you guys a question well it doesn't really work like that wes <laughs> but um like, actually it's the first go uh, ahead man what's up <laughs> well so did you guys know that you wanted kids before you got married was that something that you kind of figured out further into like marriage or just your relationship in general no, I think we decided that when we got married because that's and I wanted to get married, I think, more than Moshe because I didn't want to have a kid with someone and not be married. But I wanted to have uh-huh. a kid more than Natasha. I, by the way, both things were true. She wanted to get more married more than me. I didn't really necessarily care or believe in marriage. I wanted a kid more than her. She didn't necessarily care about having children, but she was very sure that she wanted to be married if we were going to have kids. And so, you know, we that's what relationships always are. And like, I don't mean to keep saying you guys are young cuz like you're not it's not like you're that young, but it's like all this stuff gets figured out in the future. Like you're both a little bit ambivalent and you should be ambivalent. 25, I know that in fucking 
you know, caveman hunter gatherer times, we, you, you would have had five kids by now and Natasha and I would be dead, but we don't live in that situation anymore. Like, you know, like 25 too young. So go fucking party, go to, go to base nectar shows, snort Molly off of each other's tits and like party and Oh, lo- and freeze your eggs. If you can get an extra, exactly. like save some money from, I don't know what kind of job you have, but if, if you have the means, like I got a great idea. Do actually. that what, for wait, sure. Do you, uh, yeah, what do you guys do for work? Are you guys broke or do you have money? <laughs> I'm an accountant and he's an engineer, so I, I guess we're all right. You guys have money, but it, it, uh, anyway, I think it costs like ten thousand dollars. Ten grand. Here's my. To... Here, I got the greatest plan. And hey, Wes, is your mom? Is your mom? Does she have money? Uh. I mean, she's retired pretty young, so I would yeah. Think. So it's a yes. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, I got it. I got it. She's pressuring you to have the kid. You don't know if you want to have the kid. You know you love Wes and want to get married. So you go to the mom next time she pressures you, and it's like, and you just go. <laughs> You know what would help me so much to take some of this pressure off of me? Just say, if you could pay for me to freeze some of my eggs so that I can be absolutely certain that it'll always be an option to give Wes a kid and you a little grandkid. You say it like that. That's a good idea, Moshe. But I don't know that I can afford it right now because of COVID and stuff like that. How about I'll match you? Like, say, I could put in $4,000. I think you could squeeze her and get her to pay for the whole thing. I I really think so. She's pressuring it. So get her to pay for it. I would love to see how that plays out. <laughs> but the beautiful thing about having the, the eggs on ice is that you never have to worry about it. You don't have to go like, oh, no, the, the clock is ticking. I better hurry up. I had up. my baby at 43. Yeah, Janet Jackson had her baby at 60. So you could wait till you're 60, <laughs> ha- plop well, out a kid, and then do? die a year later. What do you do with the frozen eggs? Do you just put it next to your ice cream in your freezer? Like, no. I don't understand. What I, what that, that's I, what a question I, for a, a different um, podcast. Well, okay. No, here's what you do. You take the frozen eggs, and when you're ready, you thaw them out. You put a little sprig of oregano, some goat cheese, and you serve it on just a nice toast. And it's a really, really, you know, you poach it. You can poach it. You can fry it. There's a lot of different stuff you can do. No, they keep it in a lab. <laughs> Yeah, you guys definitely seem ready to be parents. <laughs> so, like, do we just, like, put the eggs, like, with our ice cream? And- no, listen, I think you guys seem really well matched. You're both ambivalent. You're both young. You both seem fun and funny. And so it's a conversation. I don't, you know, it, Wes, is it enough for Reagan to say she's not closed off to the idea? Yeah. Reagan, is, are you willing to say you're not closed off to the idea? Yeah. Freeze your eggs, have a conversation in five to seven years. Got it. Okay, we have to go. go. Yeah, we got to go, but invite, <laughs> us, invite us to the wedding, okay? I'll DJ. All right, you will. I could drop so... Oh, my God, the fucking bass lines I could drop at your, at your wedding, you wouldn't even believe it. <laughs> All right, All right bye. All right, see you guys at Burning Man. Bye. bye. <laughs> They're sweet. They're sweet. I liked them. It's true, though. What? I mean, they, it's like, why are they even worried about it? 25? I guess she's knows? like, doesn't want to be rude and marry him if he really wants a family. And she's like, I don't know if I'm going to be the one to give that to you. Why should I marry you? you we're still young. You could meet someone else who'll give you that. Yeah, but she didn't seem closed off enough. I always worry, though. I always worry about being like, do it. I don't think we said that, though. Like, I don't think everybody should have kids. I definitely don't. I, I think, like, a, like I said, it's a super personal decision. And not it's not for everybody but wes is right it's not about regretting but i definitely think like i've gotten these experiences that have been so 
like, oh, so this is what the fourth quarter of life is about from having a kid. Like, so, but I think we did it right. Wait. Well, I have to say, too, I, I wasn't like that excited to have a child. I didn't really know what to expect, but I was willing to do it because I thought you were so cool and you would help me like raise it. Oh, that's and nice. I should have told them that. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully they'll listen to this podcast. But um, I really love having a child. Yeah, I do, too. It's pretty great, especially because I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. That's my biggest advice. Just fucking wait. Like, yeah, you'll be a little more tired when you're older, but like, it's it's not worth giving up your 20s for. Jesus Christ. Hell no. Fuck no. Get out there, snort some coke, make some mistakes, catch gonorrhea, and then come back to the table and have probably a C-section if the gonorrhea was bad enough. <laughs> Should we do some secrets? Yeah. So this probably isn't that bad, but uh, I don't know. I just, I need to say something. <laughs> But um, sometimes I just I post fake ads on my Snapchat story and I pretend like I got hacked so I can send people really weird messages and then just blame it on being hacked and then I'll post like a free AirPod thing. I don't know. I feel like this is a really good idea for anyone who wants attention and how to spread weird things. <laughs> Do you understand what she was saying? Kind of. She will, in order to send her friends DMs that are, like, weird, or I'm going to assume aggressive, <laughs> she will send the DMs and then post a fake ad on her Snapchat and say, oh, shit, my account got hacked. Any message I sent you, disregard. What is she saying to these I people? I would love to know. If it's like, <laughs> you, got, you got a fucking teeny dick and I I'm regret ever fucking you. And then she goes to her ex, like, dude. I don't know what that was. Do you see the air air the the airbuds that I had? Airbud, is that a thing? Airbud. You see the Airbud two ad that I had up there about the golden retriever playing basketball? I like this person. And I think this is wise. Yeah. Um I mean I just think people are on their phones too much. What, yeah. I mean, that's what she's doing. Get, get a hobby. Sounds like she has a hobby. <laughs> Okay. That's just a new the new kind of hobby. You want her what? You want her whittling? No, like I don't know. It's some doing something edif I, I just think that You don't think it's edifying to talk shit to your friends and then post a <laughs> fake advertisement on your Snapchat and then tell all your friends you got hacked. That's what you're telling me? Like Also, how often can you do that? <laughs> I mean At a certain point people are like, bitch, you didn't get hacked. These messages are personal. <laughs> Nobody gets hacked this much. That is true. That's really actually, lady. If you're listening, I don't. Uh, don't do it anymore. People are going to get on to you. They already know. Let's play another. You good? Do you need to wait? I have hiccups. What the fuck is that? What? Oh, don't do that. That is stupid. What do you mean it's stupid? Did it work? I thought there was like a rat. I know. That's why I did it. But did it work? Actually, I didn't think that was going to make it on the podcast, but now that it worked so well and you're not hiccuping anymore, I think it will. All right. Yeah, you're right. It did work. I really did get scared. Let's play another secret. Hey, guys. My name's Sarah from Fort Lauderdale. I'm calling <laughs> because during quarantine, I started using OnlyFans and have somehow started watching a lot of gay male 
OnlyFans account. <laughs> um, I follow some male models on Instagram, and a few of them started OnlyFans to make money during quarantine. And after following them, got into a hole and, and started following other guys and gay guys. And now I'm watching a lot of gay porn on the internet and paying for it. And it's weird because I'm gay and I have a girlfriend and I'm just bored out of my mind and doing weird shit. So, uh, as a secret, love you guys. Keep up the good work. Call me back if you want. Nine, five, <laughs> Call you back. <laughs> hey, what's up? Uh, this is uh, the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. Just calling to see what accounts it was that you were subscribing to and how gay is gay. I did like the twist at the end that she was gay. Yeah. Because I was going to say, good news, if it's a gay OnlyFans page, odds are probably 50-50 that the person's not really gay. You could maybe track that person down and, and have your fantasies fulfilled. Wait, I'm sorry. What is OnlyFans? We talked about this. It's like patreon for people that take their clothes off oh it is like a porn site yeah pretty much it's okay. like but it's crazy that it's uh it's so popular now that was, this is the third reference to OnlyFans on our on our podcast i um i wish i had time to look at porn look at porn you do have time to look at porn i don't you do you, you definitely do <laughs> you do <laughs> yeah i do and we live the same life we're in the same house so and all you got to do is stay up a little late and quote, watch Fauda. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be watching boys banging boys in no time. You ever watch gay porn? Two men know. Two men know? Two men know. Two men enter, one man know. Uh, I have. What do you think is uh, gayer? Making out with a boy or masturbating to gay porn? Making out with a boy? Yeah, I think so too. Let's take another secret. (laughs) Hey, Natasha and Moshe. I am calling because I was reminded of a secret when Moshe said on that uh, episode where you were talking to the vegan lady um, about her dating life that he'd rather date a vegan than someone who was gluten-free and sometimes felt compelled to ask people if they'd been tested for gluten intolerance. So several years ago, I agreed to help my kind of annoying new agey neighbors with this festival that they were organizing and they had this potluck the night before and asked um, asked me to cook something and I was kind of irritated with how much work I'd done for them for the past several weeks before that and so I didn't really feel like cooking and ended up making this cobbler out of canned peaches and high fructose corn syrup and various baking mixes and just kind of any kind of junk in the cupboard that I wouldn't actually probably use and did this knowing that several of the people that were going to be at the potluck claimed to be gluten intolerant. They all ate it and everyone kept asking throughout the evening who made it because it tasted so good. Um, And I was feeling a little guilty at the time, but here's why I don't really feel that guilty about it. Uh, a dear friend of mine has celiac disease, and I know a few other people with pretty severe food allergies, and all of them are very diligent about asking what is in any kind of food if 
they didn't cook it themselves. And so I am with Moshe on this one. There are a lot of gluten fakers out there. All right. Bye. I mean, I knew where this was going and I enjoyed every twist and turn. I mean, it is a little evil to just give gluten intolerant people gluten. But also, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy. Also, I don't think people really have actual proof that they're gluten intolerant. Well, many don't. No, it's very anecdotal. They're like, do you, do you want? They always threaten you by the, with farts. I've heard that from a lot of gluten intolerant people. <laughs> I haven't. Maybe that's what guys do. No, they'll be like, you want me to eat the gluten? Oh no! Oh, you trust me? You're not gonna like it about an hour later. <laughs> okay, the whole room's gonna be cleared out. What happens to these people? These 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 gluten intolerant? They have to eat gluten free. Do they just fart a lot or do they get like severe diarrhea? There's a, yeah, you're like, (laughs) is it farts? Is it gastrointestinal stuff? Is it diarrhea? Is it runny shits? Is it pebble shits? Is it solid shits? Is it white shit? Do the shit come out powder? Is it a river of fudgy diarrhea? What is it exactly? It can only be. But I'm curious, like, are they, are they overreacting? What happens? I'm sure I think. I don't don't mean to say people are overreacting. I'm just saying. Are you afraid that the Finnish Finnish people and the gluten intolerant people are going to write you a sternly worded email? I think that it's a variety of things that happens to people because some people with gluten intolerance definitely are gluten intolerant. And I think it affects them different ways. And some people with gluten intolerance, I'm going to go out on a limb here, some people with gluten intolerance are actually not gluten intolerant, but have uh, some sort of stuff going on with their body, and they've they've la- glommed onto that thing. So it's it's a it's a moving target in a way. But definitely, gluten intolerance is a real thing. It just but is. But but I mean, the thing about like shellfish, like you know, everyone just like they get all red and puffy. Like what happens? That's what I'm wondering. No no no. But a shellfish of shellfish allergy is like celiac. It's undeniable. It's like I eat the shellfish. I turn red, my throat gets scratchy, I'm allergic. Celiac, they're like, I eat gluten, I'm fucking going to the hospital or whatever. The gluten intolerance is a much more like, you know, kind of wispy disorder, you know? It's like, oh, I get it. And then if I if I do it, if I eat gluten, then for two days I'll feel fatigued. And then a day after that, I'll start questioning my career path. And then like one day later, like I'll be like, maybe I'm gay. And then I go to OnlyFans and I realize I'm not. And then and, and then the cycle kind of starts over. <laughs> now I can eat sourdough because that's that's the good gluten. But if I eat anything that is other than, than sourdough purchased at a farmer's market with all white farmers, then I'm gonna have an I'm gonna have an outbreak for sure. It's like that. Right. Well, uh, let's hear another one. Let's do it. So when I was 16, uh, (laughs) my mom would get wine deliveries from this winery up in Paso that she really loved. It was her favorite winery. And they would get two bottles every month. And I started signing for them with an unintelligible name and taking the bottles of wine to a park to drink with my friends. And they kept complaining to the winery that (laughs) that they weren't getting their bottles but they kept getting signatures, and so they thought that somebody was receiving them, and they eventually kicked my parents out of the wine club, <laughs> and nobody ever knew it was me all along. <laughs> That's very funny. 
I couldn't get past the idea that I need to not drink wine in front of my child. Why? Because I don't want her to start stealing wine bottles and going to the park. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> Natasha. What? That's what you got out of that secret? Yeah. Is that our little child is going to steal your wine bottles? Because <laughs> my it's funny where our focus is. Because my focus was like, how privileged is a person where they're sneaking off to a park to go drink like $40 <laughs> bottles of winery shipped wine? Like I was drinking Carlo Rossi and Cisco and St. Ives <laughs> in the park that I purchased the old-fashioned way by walking up to a homeless man, offering to buy him a drink if he'd buy you a drink, or just shoplifting that shit. But I guess that's... You would shoplift alcohol? Oh, yeah. Really? That's the main thing that I would shoplift. Oh, my God. 40 in, I used to wear big old hauser pants, you know? So 40, in the, 40 in the waistband, you know? F- a fifth of uh, Seagram's. Well, I used to like Seagram's extra dry because gin and juice. Basically, if you gangster rapped about it, I drank it. <laughs> I would just like <laughs> listen to gangster rap tunes and be like, oh, is that what we're drinking now? Gin and juice, you say? And then I would go <laughs> apply it to my life. Natasha... I don't think you have to worry about our child stealing your wine bottles. And Well, actually, you probably do. But what do you want? You want our kid to not experiment with wine in the park? Every kid does it. I didn't. I mean, okay, almost every kid. Look at me. I did it. Look how I turned out. I went to rehab when I was 12. I mean, nothing to worry about. <sighs> All right. You want to do another call? Or do you want to just sit here and think about the various ways our child's life could fall apart? <laughs> Okay, um, I'd like to take another call. Do another call. Now we're going to call Denise in the OC. Denise in Orange County. Hello? Denise? Yes? Hey, it's Natasha Legere and Moshe Kasher. Oh, hi. Denise, have you taken your face mask off? I actually didn't do that tonight. I heard that they are no longer legally required in the county of Orange. Oh, you mean that face mask? Yeah, what what, what face mask were you talking about? <laughs> I thought you were referring to like a nightly routine. Oh, the- oh like one of those uh, clay masks or those weird Japanese plastic ones that people use? No, no. I just, did you see the footage of the Orange County City Council um, meeting where hundreds, hundreds of people got up and screamed at the city council to let really? them. Yeah, it was very funny. They, it was very funny. Oh, no. Yeah, well, anyway. I don't watch the news. Well, okay. you should start. It's actually really cool. The news right now, <laughs> especially right now, especially the last kind of like six months, the news has been pretty cool. Well, forget the news. Why did you contact the- us? Well, mainly because I wanted to talk to you all to discuss how to approach the boyfriend about how I know he's pretending to be at work while he's actually sitting in a mini plaza parking lot for about two hours. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, first of all, you said the boyfriend. You mean like this this is your boyfriend and you guys are living together and quarantining together, right? Okay. And he yeah. is he's been he's been fired, is that the story? And d- hasn't told you? No, he actually is still going to work. Okay, keep talking. Yeah. Well, I I know this only because I have a geo tracking app on his phone. So, oh. I know 
Wait, you track where he's going? Why do you have a geo-tracking app <laughs> on your boyfriend's phone? I guess it's because of situations like this. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Wait, so that's, that's how you exactly know why. that's how you know where he's going. Yeah. <laughs> and do you watch it the whole time? Because you said two and a half hours, a very specific amount of time. Are you just watching the little bubble that is your boyfriend and then watching when he leaves? No, actually, the, the good thing about the app is that it, it actually records from when he left one point A and arrived to point B and then how long he actually stood at point B. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. That's chill. I thought it was like kind of creepy and kind of stalkery, but if it, if it hits you up with a notification... That's well, that's pretty cool. Wait, okay, I have a question. Does he know you have this? No. Wait, I have a question. <laughs> Why do you have it? Well, because he, we've, okay, we're, we are essential workers, him and I, so we've been going to work like normal every single day since this whole thing happened. So life pretty much feels very normal right now, which is really odd to say, but um, considering. And so you're both essential workers. Life feels very normal. But you that neither of those things those and by the way admirable quality that you're essential workers you know we cheer for you every night at eight p.m. in my neighborhood but, but I know but you, sure, with all your horns <laughs> but you haven't answered the question in any way why do you have a geo tracker okay. on your boyfriend's phone we're like why do you have a geo tracker like well l- let me just start by saying I'm an essential worker so I am an American hero and life feels very normal like okay Denise let's get back to the question. <laughs> so well we stopped having sex and uh mm. he shows no semblance of interest and he's when we did attempt it at one point he basically just lost oh. excitement and uh lost excitement what happened so so you put a geo tracker on his phone well what you happened don't is really... nothing nothing happened denise's i think what you were saying mm-hmm. you so, don't really trust him right he stopped you guys stopped having I, sex i don't you guys stopped having sex yeah. and it you... just it just something felt fishy something felt very fishy and something didn't seem right and it was just like the woman's intuition i'm just like he's being weird he's being distant and that's when I you got the geo tracker Exactly. And thank God the women's intuition has uh, met up with technology that is able to uh, so deftly track a, a man around town. So you started to get you back in the day. Women's intuition. You would just have to like write a letter to like the local doctor and ask them to have a conversation with your husband or follow him in a stagecoach. But wait, wait. So how, uh, can you just r- remind me how do you get this geo tracker on his phone? Oh, great question. Okay. So obviously with iPhones, you got the face, uh, what is this? face recognition. And, um, but we have two iPads together that are logged into his iTunes. I feel like I'm giving something away. You mean to, uh, about your own personal situation or to the people? <laughs> Tips. Like, oh, yeah, right. Like this is a tip. Listen, I'm sure that if there's a will, there's a way, and people are doing this. You're not this the only person. Okay. So okay. you logged in on the iPad so, and, and installed it there, and then it automatically went to his iPhone? Right. It downloaded to all the devices, yeah. And he doesn't know? Is it an app that shows up on his phone? Well, I have it hidden in, like, his useless junk app. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Wait, Christ. so did you have to, like, steal his phone when he was in the shower? No, she did the... it on the iPad and it oh, transferred can, to the iPhone. You can change. Oh, no, but I. Oh, no, no. I still went into his phone. I have his code. Okay. Okay. So, okay. So now I think I got it straight. 
You you didn't trust him because you guys stopped having sex. You started to suspect that he was being unfaithful. You installed this geo tracker, and what you found out was what that he says he's going to work, but you said he goes and sits in a in a mini mall plaza for two and a half hours. What do you think? What is happening there? Yeah. Well, it's really it's not that far from our house, so I actually have driven by on occasion, and I just <laughs> see him sitting in the car, and what? he's by himself. There's nobody with them. It just kind of looks like he's just looking at his phone. And it's in broad daylight. This isn't even weird hours of the night. It's broad daylight. Denise, Is it the same time every day? Yes. Denise, have you entertained the possibility that it's not that he's um, being unfaithful. It's that he finds you annoying and needs to no. get away from you. No. I actually put two and two together. Once I saw that he was actually physically there just by himself, just doing nothing, I'm just like, yeah, he really doesn't want to come home. No, it sounds, there's more. I, I was just kidding, Denise. I don't I'm mean, sure if, Moshe is annoyed by me by, at this oh, point. Oh, I, I am, and, her, and, and vice versa. <laughs> Natasha's definitely annoyed with me, too. I was just kidding, Denise. I didn't mean to be insensitive. What do you. No, no, it, I've thought about that. No, I was totally joking. I was looking for a laugh line. It didn't come. I laughed over the silence. I knew the silence was there. I felt uncomfortable. I started thinking about our listeners. I started thinking about the comments they'd make. And uh, basically, if I could turn back time, I would undo it. I would put a geo tracker on my thought, and I would convince it not to drive into that alley. Now, what do you think? What, what's your women's intuition telling you? Why is he there? I really think that he's not happy and I think that he just doesn't want to come home and like after hours of being at work where people need him all day long throughout all this, you know, crazy shit. And then he comes home to his girlfriend and everything else that I'm probably going to ask him to do. And I think he just doesn't want that. And do you feel like you nag I do have him? To admit I, something. Yes. Oh yeah. I more than likely, I'm sure. You know, because there are things that I need from him, but I feel like he sees that as just as exactly that as a nag, as like you're bothering me. I just came home from a horrendous day. Like, why are you asking me to do things? I just want to sit in my man cave and drink a beer and play video games, please. Yeah, it so. kind of sounds like he. Oh, but you were going to say that you were going to admit something. I actually, we, we had a bit of a heated discussion a few days ago, and I spilled the beans about knowing about his little secret excursions after work. And so he knows I know now. Uh, he has since chosen a new spot. He's no longer in his... <laughs> Sorry, Denise. <laughs> Wait, you didn't tell him you had a geo tracker on his Oh, phone. you said I happened to drive by the Plaza Mall and saw you in there? Yeah. Yeah. Because the, the Plaza Mall, I don't even know why he would choose this. It's, I pass it every day on the way home. So either way, it's like at some point I would see him and I told him, I'm like, I've seen you there. So wait, you know, so I know you're there. I just known for months. I just didn't say anything. And what does he say? Yeah. What, what was his reasoning? By the way, I, I, I think the answer is pretty obvious. What you need to do is just keep playing this out until it's logical conclusion. So in about a week, you have a conversation with him and say, Hey, I happened to drive by uh, the Applebee's uh, parking lot that you were in. I don't know why I was there, but I know that you're there. Then he moves, and you keep basically following him around Orange County until he's finally like, this is getting too creepy, and the relationship either ends or he comes home for good. No, but to Natasha's question, 
what what was his answer when you said, why are you in there? He said, I need time to myself and I just don't want to come home. Right. And he ended it there. He said he didn't want to discuss it anymore. Well, it kind of sounds like he has one foot out the door. And I think that, you know, um, you're going to have to maybe have a talk with him after everything starts to kind of let up and... You know, if nobody wants to live with someone who's like trying to avoid them or thinks that it's too intense or I don't know, or doesn't want to have sex with you, you know, like obviously something's going on. So right. maybe he's yeah. moving on. Maybe you're moving on. Maybe you're drifting apart. Maybe this pandemic has been too much. You know, you're not married. Did you think you were going to marry him? I wanted to. So you're still but you're still fully engaged emotionally with 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 him. I am only because, you know, we do have quite a few years behind our belt and um, you know, we do we do have a home together, we have our life together and it's just really hard to just walk away from that. If we didn't have all of that, then I would be like, nope, I don't trust you anymore. This is weird. I'm leaving. But you need to but talk to him. If, that, if you guys have been together for so he, long. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to talk. He very quickly shut down. But, but, but that's, that's such, behind that. such a great indication of someone that you can't really grow with. Yeah, that's such a good, good point, mm-hmm. Natasha. That's not a good partner, I don't think. Yeah. It, unless you're willing to not talk either and no to that point no what natasha is saying is like all of the reasons you said by the way i just want to say i'm sorry that you're going through this this sounds really hard uh it sounds hard also get through. rid of the geotracker yeah that's true you've got all the information you need you don't yeah, need the yeah. I mean, he's not he's not like fucking some girl he's just like moving it's kind of he's sad just he's just World like star videos yeah he's just like moving from parking lot to parking lot around the <laughs> yeah. irvine complex and like uh i mean yeah the, mm-hmm. Natasha's right. The Get rid of the geo tracker. You've got all the information you need. You have all the you, you have everything. Because don't need right waste now. your precious mental energy on looking at where his whereabouts are. Who the fuck cares where he is? Because all you need to know about his whereabouts are his emotional whereabouts, and they are MIA. And, and so, so are his physical whereabouts. Right, that's true too. I mean, here's the thing: all of the things Natasha just said that doesn't sound like somebody that you can grow with. All of the reasons that you just gave uh, for for wanting to be with him, none of them had to do with growth or with a relationship that sounds like it's fulfilling to you. I mean, I don't know you that well, but what you said was, yeah, I want to stay with him because we have a lot of years together. We have a house together. It's like none of those things have to do with like you, Denise. And like you, I say this on this podcast a lot, but you deserve to be with somebody that is present with you and wants to be with you and, and makes you happy and you make, you make them happy. Like there's no point in staying in a relationship that is already dead just because you're afraid of not being in a relationship or because you want to, don't want to, you know, the sunken cost fallacy. Do you know what that is? No, I don't think so. In, in Vietnam, uh, you know, we were in Vietnam and, they we kept mm-hmm. spending money and losing american soldiers uh, and because we'd spent so much money and lost so many american soldiers the government would say we can't do, we can't pull out of vietnam 
because then all of that money we spent and all of those lives we lost would be for nothing. And people were saying, but we're losing the war. We're not going to be able to win this war. And they would say, but we can't pull out. We, we've already put in too much. It's the, the, the cost that we've uh, sunk into this war is too great for us to admit the fact that this is already a def- we've already been defeated. And that sounds like where you're at. You're like, you know, it kind of probably, mm-hmm. you already know the answer, but you don't want to give up all of the things that sound like they're important, like years together, the house we have. But in fact, none of those are, are worth sticking around. In I, a, had in five, I had two five-year relationships before I met Moshe. Yeah. Yeah, but you're still very sexy. You're worried you know? you're worried so you're still had like you're worried you're not sexy enough to snag another man. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Oh, that's bullshit. I think th- things are just hitting the deck really quick. <laughs> Denise, I don't believe that for a second that you're that, you, that you're beyond well, the point where I'll you tell can you what's find not a wonderful person is 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 tra- tracking the your your man because I feel like that's energetically that is like yeah <laughs> The opposite but i don't feel sexy at all especially lately i feel like you i feel like a nag i feel like so much needs to be done i feel like it's really hard we have a kid this is like a really hard time it's really hard to stay positive it's hard to keep the house clean it's hard to do anything it's hard to like read a book it's you can't do it you know it's just like i don't know i i just feel like i need help from the partner who I'm living with, you know, right. like I need you to take over sometimes. I need you to cook. I need you to just deal with this. Can you just decide this? Like I'm to be having a, a hard to be time. A partner. Be a partner. Yeah. yeah let yeah. me let me ask you this, Denise, because I I, 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 mm-hmm. I can't look at you, uh, but I have a feeling it's completely bullshit in a story you're telling yourself that you've gone to the point where you're you're so unsexy, no one will love you. I think that just sounds like a bunch of bullshit. But let's pretend it's not. Right. Let's pretend that your negative story that you're telling yourself about yourself is a true story. Worst case scenario, uh, you're you've you've lost it. No one you won't be able to snag another man and you'll be alone forever. Is the worst case scenario is the worst case scenario worse than staying in a relationship with somebody that hides in parking lots uh, in order to get away? (laughs) And won't have a conversation with you, is, is or fuck you. Is your yeah, or have or be yeah. physically intimate with you. Is your worst nightmare about this situation worse than what you're currently in? No, no. When you put it like that, absolutely not. I would definitely take the latter. Hell yeah! Over I mean, a love, love, a loveless communicationless relationship absolutely and you never know because everything is you know i don't know what his you don't have to tell us what his work is because i know you don't want to give anything away but like i think that maybe he maybe this is a hard time for him you got to talk to him at least you know see oh but But if he's shutting you down well then you have to say like maybe maybe it's time for a talk where you're like do you guys ever hang out and talk like in the day i he he doesn't do well with intensity so I try not to. He doesn't do well I, with intensity, he, but he has a girlfriend no. with a geo tracker. This doesn't seem like it's going to work out. No, wait, but, wait, but I guess my question no. is, I think you need to, what I would do if I were you, I would say, listen, you know, I just want you to know that I think when this 
quarantine's over, you and I need to like reassess a little bit because I'm not really feeling it from you. And, you know, you don't want to talk to me and you don't want to have sex with me. And, you know, I'm, I still want to make it work, but if you're not willing, I'm probably going to get out of this. And I I think it's important to go there. I think so too. My, my other thought, my other thought, we're we're back, I'm back to your worst case scenario, right? Where, Mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're, you're going to go out and just be by yourself and, it's like at least option two has the possibility of romance reentering your life. Option A doesn't seem like that possibility is even there. And also, romance isn't life. The, life is filled with a thousand million different ways to enjoy yourself, have a great time that have nothing to do with having a partner. You could be out there having a good time. Instead, what you're doing is you're staying at home worrying about this person that is literally hiding from you, where you could be fucking out in national parks and in Tahiti and doing your own fucking thing, not wasting all your time (laughs) and energy trying to catch a fish that doesn't want to take the bait. It's like... I think that it's it's yeah. Natasha's right. You got to have a conversation with him and say I would even be more stark than that. I've tried to talk to you. You don't want to talk to me. I w- you don't want to spend time with me. We're not intimate. So either we talk, we go to therapy, or the relationship is coming to an end. I know that's easier said than done, Denise. But I think that from from our amateur perspective, that's what needs to happen. And you have the excuse of all the quarantine. You know, at least you have. It's not like he's going to expect you to move out like next week you know mm-hmm. but and you're employed thank god we talk to people on this podcast who are like in a similar situation where they know that the jig is up but they don't have anywhere else to go they don't have any possibility of, yeah. of moving somewhere else so i mean there are positives and negatives in every scenario and i'm sorry that yours is really really difficult i wish i could give you a hug right now uh but uh no. but you have options and i think you should take them all right. Well, you're and I, welcome. I think partially. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I really do appreciate it. This was very helpful, actually. It's very uh, opening, very eye opening. I'm glad. I'm glad. And thank you for the work that you're doing. Whatever it is that you're doing that's essential. We appreciate you doing that, too. And you deserve thank you, so you deserve much. more than that. And I guarantee you're sexy enough to bag a man <laughs> who will fuck you and maintain erection <laughs> the whole time. I really think. <laughs> If if I had tarot cards, I would say there's an erection in your future. Oh, that sounds great. <laughs> but it's n- it's not at a mini mall. It's it's a different guy. So no, God no. <laughs> go find one. All right, good luck, Denise. Sorry. Bye. Thank you okay. so much. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. You were kind of hitting on her at the end of that motion. I felt bad, you know. That was a real situation. I was not hitting on her, although <laughs> I just felt bad. You know, it's like people start telling themselves stories yeah. about themselves. Where they're like, I, I've gotten to a point where this unacceptable situation has to be acceptable because I can't get anything better. And that's just not true. Mm-hmm. Being alone and free of an of a albatross around your neck is so much better than just being with somebody because you're afraid to be alone. I just No, that was really great advice you gave her. It was, I you mean, too. I think, thank you. But I think we can all think of that like your worst case scenario wouldn't it be better than than what you're currently living through? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah. Anyway, Denise, we love you, and we are willing to take you into our home and make love to you, right, Natasha? I guess that's what. Sure, Mosh. Thanks, um, man. You know that sounds fucking hard, and I am very grateful for all the tribulations that we have uh, that we don't have to 
deal with the fact that with one of us running away. I don't know what I would do if I found out that you were at a Neiman Marcus for three <laughs> hours a day looking at her scarves. <laughs> um, and, and by the way, if anyone, I, I want to start, I, I want to hear how people are dealing with things. Um, quarantine is coming to an end. Um, is it now? I think so. Is I think it now? I think it will be. I it think might it be is. coming back. Let's figure yeah. it out. We'll see what happens. Give us a call at 213-222-8608. If you want to be on the podcast or you have a, a thing that you'd like to talk to us about, please call us. Or if you have a secret, you can you can drop it there. If you want to be on the podcast, you can email us. I liked the quarantine secret tonight. Yes, yes, yeah, me too. You know, what are you doing out there during quarantine that um, nobody knows? Do, do you have a quarantine secret? <laughs> Email us pod at gmail.com if you want to be on the podcast. And, um, you know, I just, hearing that last call, Natasha, you know what made me realize? What, Mosh? I should, I want to go camping again. But you know what else it made me realize? Hmm. I just love the dogs. But you know what else it made me realize? <laughs> I don't. What? I need to install a geo tracker on your phone. But you know what else it made me realize? <laughs> I don't leave the house, so. <laughs> <laughs> Won't be very active. Made me realize I love you. I love you too.